Hello and welcome to the Swift Talk. I'm Kate, the Swifty. And I'm your boy, not so swift Sam. Waka waka. How's it going, everybody? Hi, Kate. <laughs> Kate is very unimpressed, as you can tell by that delay. <laughs> Hi, Sam. Hi, Kate. Um, so there, uh, there's a lot to cover. As you can see, my page is full of notes. Your page is full of notes. I'm, I'm so ready. This is the best welcome to the Swift Talk I have ever been greeted with. We have a page full, upside down in front of me, because that's how Kate can read it. Mm-hmm. And it's ch- chock full of notes. What are we yeah. talking about today? Well, I mean... We'll start with your what I think you'll find most fun, mm-hmm. that Taylor and Ted Lasso are besties, playing Uno. I did see a photo of that. Mm-hmm. Definitely saw a photo of that. And uh, it's great that <laughs> the people that, for whatever reason, hadn't heard of Ted Lasso already in the past three years <laughs> are now learning through Taylor about Ted Lasso. <laughs> She's really good at making sure people know what's happening. Hey, I'm all for that. I mean, now that there's no future seasons coming up whatsoever, it's just going to get all that rotation play. People are going to stream it and buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Make them a little money. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, a little bit. It's not like Taylor Swift money, but it's like, you know. Well, I mean, not many people do what Taylor does. Just ask the Federal Reserve Bank. Does she not pay taxes? No. They, um, Chicago, Philly, a couple of, most of the other cities have come out and been like, the impact on tourism that a Taylor Swift concert has on the city is wild. Mm-hmm. Tourism has slowed down this summer. Weather's been weird. It's raining here. It's abnormally hot in the South. Like, it's just nuts. But cities where Taylor goes, and Beyonce too, mm-hmm. which oh. I think is really helpful to hear because if Taylor and Beyonce are commanding these kind of crowds and bringing people in, it really shows us that after COVID, the touring industry is not really decimated by it like these tours are happening people are going people are going multiple times they're paying whatever it takes to go so i think it's really like comforting in some ways to know that concerts are not only back but thriving Mm -hmm. and you know helping the economy i mean it's when uh just talking about like your experiences with florida but definitely with boston yeah the mta yeah uh every hotel being booked out Mm -hmm. like we're seeing a lot of these things and it's going to leave an imprint. It's going to leave a big financial uh, marking on everywhere that she goes. I can totally see that. Yeah. And this tour is not slowed down. No, it's just getting, it's a fear. It's a snowball. It's just getting bigger and bigger. Every time you think maybe, maybe this is like, okay, like we'll just coast on this. Something else happens. Speak now comes out. It goes to number one on the billboard hot, I think 200 making her, the first woman ever to have four albums in the top 10 at once. The woman with the most records that have gone to number one, mm-hmm. beating Barbara Streisand, who had 11. Wow. She, had tw- she has 12. She beat uh, Barbara? She beat Barbara. She's I tied with Drake. She's coming for Jay-Z because Jay-Z's got 14. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the Beatles are at 19. So even if she doesn't put out another like record of new material Mm -hmm. you have to imagine that the re-recording of 1989 the re-recording of reputation and the re-recording of her debut album will probably go to number one yeah so that gets her past jay-z it gets her close to the beatles not quite close name three beatles right now ringo star Mm -hmm. um paul mccartney 
Oh, perfect diction on that, too. Love it. And John Lennon. Okay. All right. And George Harrison. Ooh. I got all four. Yeah. I do have to say, Stella McCartney <laughs> before I can do John. Uh, I saw something last night, and I it's moments like this. Like it was, It's two in the morning. I'm going to bed. I'm flipping through my phone. And because you program me every Monday to be like, we're doing the podcast, we're talking Taylor, and usually listen to Taylor on the ride home, my phone's like, oh, you know what you'd like, Sam, is like one of these little YouTube clips of uh, Taylor Swift right now. Oh, yeah. And it was this whole thing about, she's like, oh, my God, my favorite TV show of all time is Friends, which now, of course, is going to be Ted Lasso. But she's like, it's Friends. And then it starts playing <laughs> Moments in Friends and then Taylor Swift songs. Oh, cool. And how there's a lot of things that like a direct line from Friends is somehow like, a title of one of her songs. And I tried looking this up and I can't find it anymore. Are you sure this wasn't a fever dream? I am 92% positive are it wasn't we, a fever dream. I'm not dream. positive. <laughs> there were a couple things. There are a couple things. We don't have a smelly cat yet. We don't have a pivot. There is, however. We don't have, we were on a she, break. She's played smelly cat with Lisa Kudrow. She has played smelly cat, but she doesn't have it on her own. <sighs> there was, it was like something like so right there and it was... It, it kept showing like these different like Monica moments, Monica Chandler or um, Phoebe. And it was literally like lines in her song. I, I got to find this for, yeah, uh, I for don't, our 100th episode. I'm going to find. This. I don't think I mean, there's there's a, I could be wrong, but I'm also very convinced this was a fever dream of yours. It's not, man. I'm telling you, I think that NBC is silently in cahoots with Taylor because <laughs> okay. she's just getting that those those people to keep listening to friends. Oh, <laughs> Sure. I mean, well, she also had four albums chart this week in the top 10. Yep. Four albums. Four albums. Charting. Charting. Mm-hmm. Top 10. Billboard. Uh, only second artist to do it while they were alive. Was Barbara the other? No. No, it's um, Herb Alpert from 1966. Herb Albert. Uh, Alpert. Alpert. Papa, you got anything on Herb? I got nothing on Herb, but I think it's crazy that she has four albums charting currently. Speak Now, Midnight's Folklore, and Lover. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I think Lover is more popular now than when it came out. (laughs) But the only other person who's even close was Prince after he passed. Mm, Yep. He did five. So I guess we're coming for that now. Yeah, Batman, the soundtrack never really worked in his favor. Underplayed. Overrated. Underplayed. He did, he did the Tim Burton Batman soundtrack, and then Warner Brothers was like, "Nope," and they. Took I don't it. understand how that. When he, I figured that'd be an album that people would have responded well to after his passing. No. Okay. Anyway. Well, this is the end of my contribution to the podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. I'll <laughs> anyway, give it to Kate. <laughs> it's interesting though. Even on just re-records, the tour has boosted her re-recording numbers mm-hmm. when she drops it because with fearless her first re-record she did two hundred and ninety one thousand units in the first week mm-hmm. red massive six hundred and five thousand mm-hmm. units in the first week but speak now came in at seven thousand sixteen hundred and there was no all to ten on there like there was excitement around it but it wasn't like oh my god i need to hear this mm-hmm. so well, what was it when I? When like, it, what is 1989 going to do? <laughs> well, when it you you said this last week or the week before, you're like, um, when this album came last week, you're like, yeah. this came out, and I forgot how much I 
really enjoyed this. This might be one of my tops. Yeah. And sometimes that's it for people. Yeah. Like you for you. It's it's such a cornerstone for you that it's it like it holds its place, but you don't need to keep it on rotation now that it's back. And it's like more of her on it. You're like, oh, yeah, this whole thing was great. And now there's more to it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's great. You know, just be bobbing around six extra songs. But no ice spice this time around. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Who knows she's, what she'll do? She's been busy with Barbie. She did. Um, Taylor did drop the acoustic Dear John from her tour and the acoustic. Um, I think it's Sparks Fly. It's one of them. I should have written it down. It has fallen out of my brain. So quick question for you. With her doing the acoustic Dear John, was there another like, hey, America, Taylor checking in. No. What are we not doing with John this time? No. But, you know, I have, it's interesting. And like, I'm going to have, I don't know if I can get away with this. We'll probably have to cut it out. I'm going to play you something. And I want you to tell me if this is a Taylor Swift song or a John Mayer song. Taylor Swift. But it could be a John Mayer song. No. No? no. The guitar doesn't sound like I, it, his But it's at a all. style of John Mayer. It feels well, like... Well, if the, the style the, is features an acoustic and electric guitar, well, sure. You had a slide guitar come in on that... Mm -hmm. that that's on one of, his, uh, one of his albums, some slide guitar song. But that the way that acoustic guitar is being played, I know for sure it wasn't John Mayer. But you know what song that came from? The, the Dear John song. And we've done Dear John. That episode is actually thriving right now. But um, just past Tim McGraw, our first episode, and the number is coming for Shake It Off. <laughs> Dare to dream. Hold your tongue. Hold your tongue, all right? <laughs> but uh, it's really fascinating to see now listening to it as the re-record, like, being a little bit more in-depth in what we do here. I was like, oh, yeah, this is very clearly, like, she called it Dear John. It's in a very John Mayer style music. Like it's very, it hits a little different the more you listen to it. I'll take it. We'll listen to it again, guys. No, 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 no. I'll take your word for it. I'll take your no, word I for it. No, I got it. Well, no, no, we no. believe you. Mm, mm. Maybe that's what we'll do for our 100th episode. I'll just pick my top 10 that we've done and then we can listen oh to them. Oh my gosh, she's going to make us listen to an entire album and then record. Um, and then we can talk about how like, what you think. Like we can all rate them. Like I'll pick 10 and then you rate them and we'll talk about it. I got 99 problems and a Swift ain't one. <laughs> Hit me in the face with a brick. Great idea, right? All 10? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm. Nice little grab bag. I I tell you what, if if we had to listen to ten of your choices, you then have to listen to ten of our choices of any other musician. No, that's not what we do here. It's the Swift Top. On our next podcast, the Albert Alert, where we talk all about <laughs> You do know who the boss is, Sam. <laughs> yeah, Bruce. Kenny G's the boss here. You're the boss, Kate. There we, we know, go. We know. I hope you know right now. I'm saying your name, Kate, but I'm spelling it wrong in my mind. I don't care. <laughs> um, How was Denver? How was the Colorado she, River? She crushed it. Denver. It's so funny because like these concerts come out and you get the TikToks and you see it. And I saw this TikTok from somebody the other day, this morning probably. And she was like, 
Um, so what am I going to do in mid-August when my weekend ritual of being like, okay, let's check in on Taylor. Let's see what the secret songs were. Anything happened that I didn't know about? What's going on? Let's see when that's over. Because then she goes to Europe and we'll still see it, but there, there's a lag. and Well, she's going to, to South, America, South America, Central America. Yeah, but yeah. there's like stretches and then she's in... Australia and she's in Asia. Like there, it's just not as compact. It's not week after week after week after week for a little while. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I guess I guess what we what want. What am I going to do with my Friday night? I guess what we were saying is Taylor, you're not allowed to take a time off. You're not no, that's to. not what we're saying. No. no. Then what are we saying? We're saying we're just like wow. Like it's been such a part of our lives, just following the tour. This is the part where you guys can get to sit down and just like take a breath and come up with a new conspiracy. Oh, we're still doing that. We talked all about karma last week. She needs to take time off so she can record these other albums. She's She's recording anyway. She's She's always in and out of that studio. Once YouTube jumps out of that giant ball that's been built in Las Vegas as the new stadium, she's going to just like meander on it. It's going to be a giant karma ball or whatever. (laughs) Ball of karma. Nice, nice, nice swift pitch right there for you guys. <laughs> How many people does it fit though? Because it's got to be about 70,000. Three football stadiums in size. Okay. What are you talking about? The new, the arena that they built in Vegas. That's the giant. The ball, the yeah, sphere. Yeah. I think it only holds 18,000 people. Yeah. I think it's not that big, Sam. So. 18,000 people is nothing to snub your noses at, everyone. Yeah, but it's not enough to... For a residency? Well, she's well, not doing an 18,000 residency. Like... Yeah, so u two's doing the first residency this mm-hmm. fall, mm-hmm. and yeah. I think it only holds uh, 18... Yeah, it's 18,000. 18, she's blasting through 70,000 with people standing outside singing. Like She's not doing that until she's... 60. 70. Yeah, like 65, 60. I mean, she's going to be like, yeah, she'd be like Dolly Parton. I'm not retiring. You can drag me yeah. off the stage. I hope I die on the stage, she said, or something <laughs> yeah. crazy. She's like, I'll die on the stage yeah. before I willingly stop. Which good for her. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> I, sorry, buddy. It's well, 18,000. Like, yeah, you guys, you're killing me right now. It's not. What am I doing? 18,000 and the amount of people who stand outside of the arenas she plays at. That's her overflow. That is probably accurate. <laughs> Each night. I mean, I guess they could put up like a live stream at the Sphere and 18,000 people could come watch it. That'd probably do pretty well. If they put, if she goes inside with 18,000 people and then they do a video of it outside, they're not going to be able to drive cars around Vegas because it is going to be. Man, well, they're outside with or without Taylor. That's what they're saying about this building. They're saying that it's going to be such a distraction for everyone on the on their drives. It is already a distraction. Yeah, Yeah, it is pretty cool. You know, I've seen the photos of it and everything. It looks uh, it looks cool. Yeah, pretty pretty uh, Vegasy. It's very Vegasy. But um, you know, but it's also it's a tourist attraction. Yeah, it's like the Sphere at Epcot Center, except it's golf ball. Yeah. Except it's got, you know, a billion LEDs on the outside doing funky shit. Yeah, it's very Vegas. 
vigilante shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's Vegas on mushrooms. Hey, so uh, we're on our 99th episode 99 today. episodes. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe it. 99 episodes and you're still crabby. Well, I was promised in two episodes I'll get a Dalmatian, so we'll see. I did not what? promise you any sort of living thing. I'm sorry. I'm not Corella DeVille. I might get you a lollipop. There we go. Because I'm a sucker. <laughs> oh. <laughs> sucker for Taylor. Mm, nope. All right. Anything else we need to catch up on when it comes to Miss Swift? Well, a bunch of Speak Now records went out with the wrong pressing on it. Oh, boy. I know that a friend of mine got one with a bunch of heart, uh, like confetti, confetti inside. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing the, we've made, it's a switch. It used to be star confetti. And so when you order Taylor merch, you get some confetti in there, which just brings so much joy. And it's always the color of whatever era we're in. Mm-hmm. So my um, Speak Now early, like the stuff I got before the re-record came with purple confetti. Or no, I think it was blue confetti because we were still at midnight. So blue confetti for that. I got red confetti stars when I bought my red merch. Some of my Eras Tour stuff came with um, Rainbow for all the Eras, but it's all been stars. And now we'll speak now. We've got hearts. Yeah. Purple hearts. Purple hearts. But what's the wrong pressing? Oh, so a bunch of, or some people got the Speak Now purple album, Taylor's Face on it. But when they pushed play they got soul vine by cabaret voltaire instead of <laughs> speak now and it was going to be worth millions mm-hmm. oh yeah it's uh swifties are like what the and collectors are like i will take that yeah. send that to me what do you want yep. i will buy it so um a press in england got messed up and some of them got pressed with the wrong yeah. stuff I don't know, actually know how that actually happens. Um, I got one for Christmas, a Radiohead album that I wanted, I've been waiting for, and it had both sides, the same side. Hmm. There was no side A and B. It was two side A's. And, you know, luckily they said, just bring it back, and I did. Was it Kid A? It was Kid A. Mm-hmm. Amnesia. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was like side A, B, and B or something. I don't remember, but, but uh, we got it rectified. I got the right album. It plays nice now. It plays nice. Just not with others. Yeah. What are we doing this week, Kate? This week we're we're on we're still in Speak Now era. Don't speak now, Sam. We're doing Sparks Fly off Speak Now. But which version are we doing? Am I allowed to speak now? Kate's version? Taylor's version, which is Kate's version, which is Taylor's version. Because in this podcast we only listen to Taylor's version. Sparks. Taylor's version. Oh, Got- Paul McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> I got it right today. Congratulations. 99 episodes. You win a prize. Maybe a lollipop. <laughs> oh. See, I'm not picky about what I get. <clears throat> you both can pick on me all you want about what shirts I wear, what information I know about Taylor. Whatever your heart desires, I will be your punching bag. And I will have you know that two things in life are going to stay static and unchanging. One, Shake It Off will be our number one most downloaded downloaded episode on this podcast and her best song. And two, 
I don't give a darn. Y'all can y'all can make fun of me. It's okay. I'm still me. Because I'm shaking it off, baby. We'll edit that out, right? <laughs> Just kidding, Sam. Um, we're going to hit pause. You hit pause. And we're listening to Sparks Fly, the second song off Speak Now, Taylor's version. We'll be right back. Well, Sam. Hmm. Well, let's talk about fun things. Talking about, uh, you know, misprints on records and A-sides and B-sides and things like that. And keeping in mind that this is from the, this is the Taylor's version of the re-release. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a lot of A-side, B-side vibes between Sparks Fly and I Can See You. Oh, okay. There seems to be the the bit of that whirlwind World, world windedness. World windedness, yeah. And a uh, headiness to it. A headiness. And, uh, okay. This song seems to, if you're a, a diehard fan or your brain fires on a level that you can connect everything to anything at once, <laughs> okay. It feels like there's a lot of the, um, there's some, you know, this is like the young mastermind, or I should say, like, this is the early stages of the mastermind. Mm-hmm. Walk me up the stairs and whisper in my ear, I'm captivated by you. Yeah, like a Ooh. firework show. Like, like maybe this wasn't the plan all along. I hope that you're close enough to see me. Shining like fireworks over your sad, empty town. But not really know what I'm thinking, but you do know what I'm thinking. Because yeah. I see sparks fly. <sighs> um... My mind forgets to remind me that you're a bad idea. Great line, isn't it? It's it. It's. I mean, it's an interesting line. I mean, it's I a great f- line. It's an interesting line. It's. Uh, I feel like it's a deeply relatable line. In what way? You know, you know something's bad for you. You know, someone is bad for you, but you're like, you know, things have changed. Mm. We've grown. People get engaged. <laughs> Friends break up. People break up. Move on. Get back together. Playing uh, wiffle ball, ping pong. What's it called? Pickleball? Pickleball. Yeah, a little back and forth. Turn you know, on and off. I'm a lucky little lady. <laughs> Everything in life is happening exactly as it should. It's about damn time. I'm going to shake this off. We're going to exclude Jason because I don't think he has ever been this reckless. But, you know, sometimes you know that the person you're getting back together with is is bad. This is not a good idea. <laughs> I know better. I know I should not do this. I don't care, but I know. My mind's like, oh, it's okay. We'll be, we will be fine. Yeah, that's something I never understood. I never dated the same person twice. But I'm, I think I'm still friends with every single person I've dated. I pretty much think. That's good. Good That's for nice. you. Good for you. But, you know, it's not about me. <laughs> um, I don't think... I I can't say that I'm still friends with everybody I dated. Sam? So is this one of those songs that she played in the pouring rain when it was like... She did play this. Well, she announced Speak Now in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And she did Sparks Fly. Drop everything now. Meet me my, in the pouring rain. Right, right, right. She didn't play it for my rain show, but that's okay. Why not? Why didn't she She'd play it? She already for- played it. I already played it. Mm-hmm. First rain show got it. 
This is the secret acoustic song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But also like, well, I saw something and it was just like, if you were um, a song, a drink, an alcoholic beverage for each speak now song, like what vibe would you be? And this one is drinking white wine in the shower. And I was like, hmm, yeah. Drinking white wine in the shower. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I got to tell you that um, it's not a bad song. Um, having spent a lot of my mid 90s after the grunge era listening to country music, um, I spent a lot of time uh, at country shows, yeah, seeing people like uh, Alan Jackson and Leanne Rhymes, and I was in love with the Dixie Chicks. This feels like a Dixie Chicks type of song to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really- and I would have, I would have, I would have put Taylor in my country mix during that era of my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. If this but, was uh, out then, but if it was out then, well, uh, but it it wasn't, and so um, it's you know it's it's okay. It's not bad. This song is funny because it's actually one of the earliest songs that she wrote. Like this is kind of written in the debut era mm-hmm. and it didn't make debut. It didn't make fearless, but she would randomly just play it at concerts for fans and they would hear it and it would evolve as she got older. And like she'd tinker with the song and tinker with it. Mm-hmm. And finally it made it to speak now, but fans had been loving this song since 2010 and then it came out in 2013. And so it's really kind of one of those songs that like, you watch the evolution of Taylor with because mm-hmm. she started as like just a baby, wrote it in like, I don't know, 2007. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that it definitely was tinkered with a bit. I'm guessing verse wise, cause chorus lies, chorus wise. It seems like that's something that she would have just been like, yep, this is the thing. And then the evolution really happening in the verses because yeah. the there's, there's a poetry and there's a physicality with a lot of uh, what she's saying in this. Mm-hmm. And it seems like Young Taylor, first three, first two albums, Young Taylor, it's more of the, you know, Romeo Save Me. It's more of the... Fairy tale. Yeah. It's, it's less focused on a person's body or less focused on, like, this is what I'd like to, to be or do with you. Okay. Like the, you know... You come through like a, a rainstorm and I'm a house. Uh, a, you're a rainstorm and I'm a house of cards. The way like, you move is like a full on rainstorm and I'm a house of cards. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like that right there is young Taylor. Like that. That's kind of. Yeah. It, it's that idea of being like, she's like, I see this person. I go weak in the knees. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then it's the idea of it being like, you know, running my fingers through your hair or. Touch me once. And I, yeah. I And. Touch me once and it's really something you'll find I'm even better than you imagined I would be. That seems like that's that's the tinkering. Like those yeah. are the tinkering moments. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, and I mean, just again, going back to like, you know, beside vault ideas or evolutions of Taylor, like it seems like this right here is going into, she's finding a comfort level with what she wants to say and how she wants to convey it in mm-hmm. her songs that this is one of those benchmark moments of being like, she's like, ooh, I got a way around because they're like, Taylor, you have to be like this person still. Yeah. You're still a good girl. Yeah. You can't be a Britney. Don't mm-hmm. be a Demi. Mm-hmm. So. And it, she really held on to that. Yeah. It was a point of pride for her. So she was just as invested. But there's that little bit of being like, ooh, but I found my just little. Just a little. Mm-hmm. Just a little. The little, uh, the little crack. Well, and it, 
I remember Reputation coming out and I was in the car. I was listening to it with my friend Melissa and we're like, oh, Taylor drinks. Okay. Like, oh, Taylor's talking about, you know, mature themes now. Okay. So Taylor has decided she's a full on adult, Mm -hmm. but that wasn't until Reputation. We've still got so much space of Taylor Mm -hmm. locking this fine, good girl line. And I know, so rebellion happens usually with uh, growth and change. Yeah. You want to rage out a little bit or you're like, I'm tired of being told no. Yeah. Or that's that's who you want me to be. This is who I am. Those those things shake up. And looking at her and what you've taught me about her relationship with her former record company and everything like that. Big machine, yeah. Red happens, and that's a kind of like that's the line in the sand with like, you're still doing country. We'll let you do some pop, but you're still mm-hmm. doing country. Mm-hmm. And then moving forward, you see it a bit more. And then it's not only that with her company, but it's that with the world and her audience and the people that are viewing her versus the people that are kind of okay. Yes and no. So yeah, Red was so speak now was her kind of like rock. Light country, more rock, very 2000, yeah, you hits. know, yeah, hits. Now that's what I call, yeah, now that's what I call yeah. Taylor, yeah. Um, and then we get to Red and her first single, like she put out Trouble really early in that album, and it was a dubstep departure mm-hmm. song, and it's a very different song than really anything else on the album. And it raised a lot of eyebrows and it made a lot of people kind of go, Ooh, I don't know, ah. Uh, by the time she got to 1989, it was just such a well-produced album of just great hits that it really was divisive. And so I would say her rebellion was really 1989. Mm-hmm. There was not one touch of country in that album. And as she kind of like, Reputation didn't have it either, but you kind of go into Lover and you're like, okay, like she collaborates with the chicks. You know, folklore evermore. Even Midnight's has like a little bit of that storytelling. Mm-hmm. Not so much, but you still see like Country Taylor kind of shining through a little bit. A little bit. Not really not with Midnight's, but with like folklore and evermore. And so I think with Speak Now, this was hers. She wrote it. She kind of fought for what she wanted. But she also realized that in country radio and being a country music star, there's only so far she was going to go. She needed a broader fan appeal. She needed to really kind of spread her wings a little bit. And the only way she was going to be able to do that would be to move into pop music. Mm -hmm. And so I think she started really putting those roots down here and speak now because it's pop country. Well, this is a, this is a pop song, but it's country is country is the, the, the engine, it's the drive. Yeah. Cause this, the lineup, the syncopation that you could change the instrumentals on this and it's just straight up pop. Mm-hmm. It, it's just how like that's I get that that's kind of like her style. And that's that's that motive. Mm-hmm. It's like a, the romantic languages that you could have different languages, but they still will share the same yeah. words that mean the same thing. But they're in everything else in their lexicon is different. If you speak French, you can understand Italian. Yes. Yeah. Like there are root words. Yeah. This song has that of it being like this is her on her third album but listen to how similar it is in some ways to her seventh album or sixth album like there are those little moments in this like again like it's like oh mastermind things like that like i'm these little things click i was like 
I'm not saying it's a reference to it, but I was like, oh, this just reminds me of this moment from this song, or this reminds me of this moment from that song. Well, and there are threads. There's an invisible string, but there are threads mm. that kind of take you through her work. And I think it's, she, you see it so profoundly or so, you see it so clearly through this because she is writing her own song. She's doing her own. These are all coming from Taylor. These aren't songs that are written for her, or for somebody else. She's involved in every creative aspect of this. Mm-hmm. And you think that sets her apart. I think that's why she has the longevity she does because you have all of these. If you loved her at debut, you'll find something in her later category that you'll like to. Mm-hmm. The storytelling's there. The songwriting's the same. It's all very on brand, whether it's pure country or pure pop or folk or whatever she chooses to do next. That line of relatability and storytelling comes through on everything she does. Mm -hmm. And I think that's how she not only keeps a fan base, but grows a fan base. That is an interesting talking point. So I want, I was just, cause as you're before you even made that last point, I was kind of like in my head thinking about the longevity of people Mm -hmm. and the, the ones that were really sticking out to me. And you were getting there as I was getting there. And it was the, she has this, she has a very tangible evolution and uh-huh. you hear it and you see it and it's all the, all the arrows. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, I was like, well, yeah, Prince, Prince had a lot of different sounds and a lot of different sounding albums. And then my mind went, Celine Dion doesn't Celine Dion who has yeah. her 20 her, albums or something like that. Yeah. And she has her fan base. She sure does. But it's not like, it'll, please correct me if I'm wrong. It's not like Sins My Heart Will Go On, which was like her song of all songs. You've heard like, can't wait for that new Celine Dion. Like it yeah. just, it's like she got that market and it spread and then it stopped and that's it. Taylor, Shake It Off for me should have been the Big Bang and it's the yeah. entire universe now. But she's had songs before that that grew it and she had songs after that still that yeah. got it more. Because she went beyond Shake It Off, and then she went Cottagecore, and then she went this. Midnight's. She's still growing. Yeah. I started thinking about, like, okay, like, Janet Jackson, yeah, there's been some shifts, but it's all kind of in the same avenue. I think Janet had a similar beginning trajectory to Taylor. Mm -hmm. I think you saw her start off kind of, you know, young and poppy, and then really go into her R&B, like the Janet album, mm-hmm. but then I think life. Mm-hmm. And this is what's so interesting about Taylor is she somehow managed to take the hits of being a star, repackage them and come back where others are like, I'm good. I don't really need to do this. This is not good for me. And Janet like still puts out albums and she still tours and she's still selling boatloads of tickets and is still very much a part of the conversation but you're not, there's not a frenzy mm-hmm. around her anymore. And I wonder if maybe that's how she likes it. You still get to do what you love. You still get all of these people to come and sing with you. Mm-hmm. But you're not the topic of conversation everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure Janet could probably go to dinner and a few people would be like, oh, that's Janet Jackson. Right. Oh, that. Yeah, I, I mean, both of them have had their... Uh, fair share of negative uh, press. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, I, I'm i not knocking Taylor. Jan- okay. Janet definitely had a worse 
primetime event happen to her than Taylor ever has. I mean, I would say that's almost, I mean, yeah. Yeah. The Kanye thing was pretty traumatic. Yeah. But, but at least Taylor came out of it. Yeah. Supported where Janet became villainized. Absolutely. Like yeah. I would have walked away too if I was Janet. That was a Justin Timberlake mm-hmm. disaster. And she's the one that got all the heat for it. Yep. But that goes back to how problematic Justin Timberlake is. <laughs> Is he still still with uh, Seven Jessica Viel, yeah. yeah. Okay, good for them. Hope they're having fun in Hawaii. <laughs> I think they're in California. Oh, they're in California. Yeah. Better. Um, Willie Nelson had uh, obviously country does a reggae album at one point. Mm-hmm. Goes back into his his stoner country again. <laughs> little little like big departure moment going back into what he is. Taylor just keeps doing enough. And yet entirely different avenues. But I think Because it's still her being in control of it, especially now. Yes. So I think if you look at it, you know, you had country and then she did Fearless, which is still country and it grew big from the first to the second. And mm-hmm. then Speak Now did well. And then you get to Red, which brought her up again. And then 1989 skyrocketed. Even that like, went down a little bit reputation. Lover kind of coasted. And who would have thought that two folk albums would have opened up a whole new demographic for mm-hmm. her. So again. Because I'll be honest, and I've said this, I'm sure I've said this before on this podcast, when she announced the night before, hey guys, folk album coming out midnight, and I'm like, um, Are you okay, sure, about that? sure, check it out. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll listen. And then she starts it off with the one, and you're like, I'm in, I'm sold. Don't care. Sounds great. Love it. And like, that's the thing. Like she understands the business of records. She knows how to get you from the first song. She knows the importance of the fandom and the frenzy. She knows a surprise drop is going to make us all be like, wait, what? Nobody has time to comment or dissect it or put a narrative out about it. That's not hers. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just, I'm proud of this album. Here's my album. Good luck. Yeah. Tight ship, not a lot of leaks. And we loved it. And then she did it again. And we're like, oh, okay. And so like, it's very fascinating to just to see like the evolution of her songwriting, but the evolution of her as a human being like, I wanted to do this. So I did it. And I told my record label a week ago mm-hmm. and you guys get it today. Enjoy. Surprise. Get behind me, Satan. We're going for a ride. <laughs> Let's go. I'm in. But and it's funny because the folklore and Evermore songs should never be on a stadium tour. But yet here they are. And here's everybody screaming those songs back to her, having the best time with Champagne Problems or Willow or Marjorie or, I mean, Betty. You know, we all just, it, it, it's just a wild ride. And the fans are into it. And Taylor... It's just crazy to me that you go from the speak now, which is a stadium song. Like you can hear this in a stadium mm-hmm. to a quieter, you know, champagne problems. And they're all on the same tour. Well, Sparks Fly is not, but you know, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. In what world is bad blood and champagne problems on <laughs> the same set list every night? On this one. I got a question for you. She's got three more shows coming up. Three more cities coming up. 
So two nine in more Seattle. Shows. Oh, no, sorry. no, there's nine shows in LA alone. <laughs> nine shows in LA. Two in Seattle, two in San Francisco, and nine in LA. All right, nine in LA. If this whole, d- she's obviously, this is Taylor. Taylor's dabbled with film, directing, being in it, et cetera. Yeah, she's rumored to be directing a fully feature. Well, or is directing. I don't think it's rumor anymore. So has she said anything about uh, SAG after like everything that's ever, the writer's strike and the actors now being a part of the strike? She or? hasn't. I think that's really why her movie is on them. She's like, well, can't do a movie right now. So we'll go on a Europe tour. Mm-hmm. Um, she has not that I know of. I haven't seen anything pop up. But mm-hmm. It'll be interesting. She did just get her Oscar voting card. She can now vote on who gets Oscars, mm-hmm. who gets the Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. And it's almost Grammy Award nomination season. So. And if you vote, are you still eligible to receive? Yes, you sure are. Interesting. Hmm. I mean, you can run for president and vote for yourself for president. You can do that? You can do that. People who don't know you just really questioned you and your. Uh, Dude, come on. Mm-hmm. Sparks are flying, but the neurons aren't. I can know you can Clearly. vote for yourself. There's an entire episode in Parks and Rec where they're voting, where she's running for mayor and she votes for herself. And uh, Paul Rudd is like, "Wait, you can do that? I voted for you." <laughs> anyway, uh, she hasn't said anything about it yet. She usually doesn't like. I'm sure she's supportive. I would bet that there's money coming from Taylor into something. Mm-hmm. She always quietly just supports things like that. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Yeah. I'm not going to. Well, according to Miss Americana, there have been plenty of times when she has said something that no, I'm, I'm not. You haven't even watched the full movie, yeah, but I've seen that part. No, you, you can't comment on that until you've watched the whole documentary. Even Jason agrees. He knows you just walked yourself into a rabbit hole. Aye, 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 aye. Foxhole? Anyway. So, yeah. It, Bop? For me, no. I get why it, like Jason said, like, if this came out when he was in his big country stage, uh, after he took his flannel shirt and tied it up into a, well, a shirt that would go with his Daisy Dukes. What do you call it? Like the... Kind of, After you take off the tied flannel shirt and actually put it on like most country guys wear. You went backwards on that one. I did go backwards on that. That's it would have been a nice track, but <laughs> it's a it's a Cindy Lopper she bop, not a full bop. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's not for me. I get where it hits all the points for other people. It's not for me. It's just not my cuppa. It's a bop for me. Yeah. And a comment that shocked no one. <laughs> yeah, I got no, I got nothing to. Both of you just staring at me like I'm a. Well, I mean, you've been all over the universe on this. I think he's been very articulate today. He has been very articulate. He's pretty, he stayed on point all day for you. I know, Kate. I know, mostly. I think it's because he's wearing his bowling shirt, not his superhero shirt. It's his business shirt. Uh, 
I like a shirt. I know. He did not like his shirt last week. Remember, listeners, bullying is how you get things done. <laughs> I'm not sure I said I didn't like it. I just said I, I'm not even going to repeat what I said, actually. But the gist was you're never going to get a girl to date you in that shirt. What's the gist, physicist? Hmm? Huh? Do you have words this time? You want to try some vowels? No. Making fun of me for what I wear, making fun of me for I, my relationship fails, making I, fun of me. I yeah, we were a little never, mean to you today. A little today? I a never. little today. I just said words. I didn't, I, I wasn't po- pointing fingers at either it's one of you. all done with love. No. No. I'm all about that still. It just, you know. It was done with love. Mm-hmm. Was it was true truly a lot of love, so much love, big love, mm-hmm. big love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna draw a big heart for those listeners. See, back I'll at make home. a little heart. Yep. Mm-hmm. See, love, mm-hmm. little heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I had a some kind of heart sound, I would uh, press it, but I don't. Yeah, just a little. <laughs> so, Sam. Are you excited to do our top 10 songs that we've done so far to celebrate the 100th? No. Uh-huh. You got a whole week to get excited for it. So wait, are we doing our top 10 songs? I think we should. All right. So episode 100. How about top five? How about top one that we haven't done yet? Well, where's the fun in that? <laughs> it's because we get to do one and it doesn't really like wear down. But you uh, get shake it off. I think our listeners back at home um, enjoy our like roughly 30 minute podcasts. And I don't know if they'd want to go for a 30 minute times 10 discussion. I don't think that they want to see me go through a mental breakdown or listen to me go through I a mental breakdown. I actually don't know this. that's not true. I don't know. I think midway through, Kenny G would be snoring so loud that it would actually appear on uh, the podcast. I think midway through, I'd probably have another relationship that started and ended. Midway through, Taylor Swift would be writing another album that we didn't know about, and there'd be some kind of Easter egg that we wouldn't know about because we were too busy talking about. I think midway through, this all sounds great. I I don't see a downside for any of this. Midway through, my stomach would start to uh, growl more than Kate's did a couple weeks ago, and um, I would have to excuse myself to have lunch. Midway through, we (laughs) would have to stop recording because it's been a week, and we have to record the next episode. Again, none of this is. uh... Midway through, I'd have to leave the recording studio in order to walk the dog. Midway through, Jason would have to stop and edit me out. None of these are detractions for me. Midway through, uh, your Dunkin' Donuts would be gone and your caffeine overload would, uh, you know, lose its uh, vigor. Midway through, you would have to go to Cure and cover a shift. Midway through, a point of sales uh, system would break down somewhere. Okay, okay, Or okay, some mops okay, would need okay. to get uh, cleaned. Oh, that is next week. Anyway, so fine. How about we do Antihero? Off Midnights, haven't done it yet, still charting. I would be I would be okay with that, Kate. Antihero? Antihero. Which, do you know what? Off it's you, of, you're the problem, it's you. Do you know where that lies on the album, like where it is track-wise? I believe it's track three. Okay, so it's not double quite. double check. Side A. Side A. I'm pretty sure. It's not Kid A. Side, Side A. a. <laughs> it's not a 3 a.m. That we, that we know. Because I heard it. 
that have not listened to the 3 a.m. Yeah. It's track Third three. track. Okay. I was, I kind of thought it would be mid, midway through. I thought it would be midway through. It's more on the up. Or up. we can do karma. We're doing antihero. Okay. Karma, karma is karma's going to happen when karma happens. Karma's my boyfriend. Yeah. You two with your loving relationships. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. We all really appreciate you over here at the Swift Talk. If you haven't already, like, follow, subscribe, rate, review. I know sometimes Sam's wrong, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, send us uh, send us a mail. Let Kate know how I was wrong, and she'll agree with you. Uh, <laughs> plot and plan. Get her back on to building the friendship races again, because that, for me, was just like, that was cathartic. AF. Like I enjoy doing that. And I hope that you guys you're spreading your friendship out there. Y'all are getting you have nine. No, you have more than nine more shows. You have three more weeks, four more seven more you have weeks more of a tailor and then three it's more done. cities. Three, three more, more cities. cities. <laughs> we don't measure in time, we measure in locations. We have three more cities, <laughs> yeah. guys. Um thanks again for listening. If you do want a friendship bracelet from Sam, send us a message and he will make them. They're actually pretty entertaining. And we'll be back next week as we celebrate 100 episodes with all of you. 100. 100. Maybe maybe we'll do a social media countdown. We'll do our top 10 songs. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Look at that compromise. All right. Make sure you're on the Instagram to see what I make Sam do for the all next right, week. Right. And we will be back. Thanks again for listening. I'm Kate the Swifty. I'm not so swift, Sam. <laughs> <laughs>